Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, women, children, and people of all ages. This morning, another Sideline Junkies exclusive. This is your man, BC, also known as the Midnight Rider, coming to you just off of the Washington Commanders NFL Draft. So we're going to give you a quick recap, um, just going through the picks, seeing what the Washington Commanders did to, um, over the weekend, seeing just where we are, what we got, and how does this team either get better or isn't better, depending on the people that we talk to. So let's go ahead and just go back to round one. Round one was a trade back to 16, and the Commanders picking up two additional picks. Um, in the third and the fourth round. They picked Jahan Dotson. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the draft night show, but my thoughts and my feelings are still the same. Dotson's a great pickup. Um, the kid's a punt returner as well. And I think if the commanders decide to use him as a weapon as opposed to limiting him as a wide receiver, I think his value and his production um, increases immensely for this team. Uh, now we go into the second round, and the commanders stay pat and pick at number 47 and take Fedarian Mathis. Now, Mathis doesn't jump out on, the, on any page for you. He's not a guy that you're going to look at and be like, oh, you know, he's a great pickup. But he's a defensive tackle. He goes back in creating depth and seeing that you're a year away from possibly losing the Ron Payne, this is the perfect pickup. Um, he actually fits in well. Uh, the only issue I really have is that if you knew you were going to tackle, maybe you make a way to keep a guy like Tim Settle or you make a way and readjust um, Ionitis' contract you keep somebody like that, then when you lose Deron Payne, you have Mathis, Ionitis, or Mathis, Settle, and Allen um, going forward. But that's just, again, semantics. I'm not killing the team for what they did, but I understand the process. So now we go to round three. Round three, um, pick 98, the commander select Brian Robinson Jr., out of Alabama. Um, I knew all along by doing all the mocks that I was doing, I knew a running back was coming. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Robinson, only because I'm a little biased, because I thought if um, there's a way for the commanders to take Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, that would have been a little bit better, only because Williams gives you a punt and kick return option. But taking Robinson feels a need that I think um, was overlooked last year by the commanders. The commanders thought that they could cut um, Peyton Barber and bring him back after the process. But instead, the Las Vegas Raiders picked up uh, Peyton Barber and used him as their short yardage back and as their backup running back. With Brian Robinson, you get exactly that. The kid's a thumper. The kid's going to be able to take some of the wear and tear off of Antonio Gibson. Hopefully that also allows Gibson to stay healthy and give you a full 16 games. But um, Robinson's not going to shy away from getting hit. 
He's a bruiser. He's a punisher. So this is perfect for this team because I think that's what they wanted Barber to do. Um, and they don't want Gibson to do that as much. So, again, I like the pick. Um, it's not the perfect pick for me, but I can live with it and I can deal with it. So now we go to the fourth round. Um, safety Percy Butler out of Louisiana. This is probably Brian Mitchell's favorite pick of the draft just because he's from Louisiana. But I think the, the biggest thing about this kid is he's your perfect replacement for the Shazer Everett. Um, the kid's 6 feet, 190, so probably by the time training camp comes around, maybe he's 6 feet, 200 pounds. Uh, he's a special teams ace. He's blocked kicks. Um, he's a gunner. So at some point, some way, shape, or form or fashion, this kid will be on our special teams, and maybe he's the reason they can finally get rid of Troy Apke. Who knows? I don't know, but that's that's exactly how I feel about this one. Now we get to the fifth round because the Commanders took the second, fourth that they had, um, which was part of the New Orleans deal. Um, trade back, they pick up two fifth-round picks. So trade their fourth, their sixth for two fifth-round picks. Um so, at, in the fifth round, they ended up at pick 144. Uh, before the day started, I've over, I had many conversations with people, and Sam Howell was the only name I could say. I love this kid as a freshman. I thought he would be the first pick in this draft. If you had asked me three years ago or two years ago, um, when he started his college career. So, for me, this is just... Like, the best pick we could have gotten. This is the best player we could have gotten. This is, if anybody asks me my draft grade, I would give this draft an A just because we got a guy that I valued as a top quarterback, and we got him in the fifth round at pick 144. Um, I don't have any words to, to like, make it extra pretty or anything like that. This kid is just uh, does everything. Strong arm. His only issue is he's six feet, uh, but he's 218. He's mobile enough because we've heard Ron Rivera say in many situations that, you know, they want a guy that's mobile and a guy that can throw the ball into all the different windows. And this is what Sam Howell is. Sam Howell is basically a quarterback that's going to um, be able to put your team on his back. He's a franchise quarterback. I think the only reason he fell to this late in the draft was because he lost his weapons the year before. He lost Deami Brown, uh, Michael Carter, uh, Javante. Uh, so it's just a bunch of guys on his offense. It's two top receivers. It's two top running backs. And he lost pieces off his offensive line. So going into his last year, um, the offense was just in shambles. So you got a different version of Sam Howell. So to be able to get a kit like this at 144, I think is truly amazing. And um, I think teams overlooked his production the years before and got um, blinded by what they saw the last year, the recency effect. And that's why this kid fell to this point. So now we jump off of the Sam Howell bandwagon. 
um, and go to Cole Turner. Uh, this is a kid, 6'6", 246, tight end, out of Nevada. Uh, there were early rumblings about the team looking at Carson Strong, his quarterback, in the pre-draft process. But I think all of that hype actually was misled or misguided because the team was there actually look at this kid, Cole Turner. That happens all the time where a team will go one place to look at one player and then fall in love with a teammate or somebody else on the spot. And I think that's exactly what this ha- this this has transpired or this has occurred. Is Cole Turner, uh, 6'6", 246. All I heard last night was great catch radius. Um, I think you also heard the same thing earlier about Jahan Dotson. So, I mean, if your quarterback isn't accurate, I guess you got guys that can expand the catch radius or catch zone and hopefully that'll lead to more catches less drops and potentially a better offense so now we go advance to the seventh round the team picked up a tackle chris paul um i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know much about this kid he's from tulsa um the notes are talking about him being very intelligent and being um able i guess versatile is the word i want to look for so i'm gonna go with what they're saying about the kid um because i don't have much background on him he never really crossed my path when i did a bunch of mocks um i ended up with a bunch of different players and this guy just never showed up on the screen um next is christian holmes he's a db out of oklahoma state he's 6-1-205 again um too far down in the rabbit's hole for me. Um, I can see just looking at some of the stats and information, the kids look like, looks like he's going to be a solid contributor. Maybe somebody they can hide on special teams and um, get some get some value out of them that way. Uh, we do also need a corner um, because right now you have Fuller and Jackson pretty much on the last part of their deals. Uh, you have St. Juice, who had the concussion issues. Uh, so that's, again, the question of uh, can he stay healthy? Will he be healthy? Is he a guy that's going to walk away because of the concussion issues? Uh, does his career become short-lived? So grabbing a corner creates depth, gives you options. And then, of course, you re-sign Danny Johnson. You have... Um, not Corn Edler, but you have a couple other guys just on the back end that kind of filled out your roster last year. So, again, Commanders did a decent job in this draft. Personally, I give them an A, uh, but more than likely their draft is going to get a B plus or B minus. Um, the biggest issue is that he didn't pick up a linebacker. Now, in the post-draft process, they did pick up Drew White from Notre Dame. Um, the kid is very solid. I'm, a, I'm of course, a Notre Dame fan. The kid um, comes out, he will battle, he will fight, but he doesn't jump off the charts at you. So he's not going to be super special, but he will be where you want to be when you want him to be there, if, if that makes sense. Um, he's going to do his job. He's going to do his assignment. He's just not exceptional at his job. He's just solid. So that's a good pickup for the commanders. So here we go. 
Commanders, seven picks. I think they did well. Um, I gave them personally an A just because of the same Howell pick, just because of how high I was on that kid coming out of high school, um, going into college. So I'm a little biased on that. But also, I don't mind the pick of a quarterback at that point because this team has averaged three quarterbacks the last three years. You know, and I'd rather have Sam Howe or Taylor Haneke playing late in the season than some guy you grabbed off the street um, and said, hey, we need a quarterback this week. So you don't have this the situation of having Haneke as your COVID-19 quarterback um, two years ago or having um, Graham as your quarterback last year against Philadelphia. I think this team now is much more prepared to go into late season and late season injuries with the quarterback group or quarterback room of how um, Carson Wentz and Taylor Haneke. So that's where I'm at, and that's what I feel comfortable with. Uh, this is your man, the Midnight Rider. Again, Sideline Junkies, I appreciate the time, and I wish everyone a great day. And I hope if your team isn't the commanders, I hope your team's draft stunk and you didn't get any good players. So signing out, Midnight Rider, holla at your boy. Talk to you later.